Welcome back to Health Check. I'm Heidi Godman. We are talking today about genetic testing when it comes to cancer. Sarasota Memorial Hospital has a genetic education program, and we are learning what is involved with this. And we really want to take it from the top. So we have brought Nicole Wood, who's a certified genetic counselor at Memorial, in to tell us all about it. And so why do some people even need to consider genetic testing? In uh, And we could talk about it in general terms and when it comes to cancer. Okay. So in general, the goal of genetic testing is to gain information and gain knowledge. Some people would get it during a pregnancy to see if there's any risk to their baby to have certain conditions like cystic fibrosis or Down syndrome. Other people would get it to see if there's uh, heart disease running in their family. We know a lot more about cardiology genetics now than we did even last year. And for oncology in specific, um, we really try and get to the bottom of why is cancer happening in your family and what steps can we take to reduce those risks for you? Okay, so who would be a good candidate for genetic testing? We always like to test somebody who has had cancer personally because they're the ones most likely to come back positive for anything on a panel that we do. Um, So a positive genetic test result means that there is something in your DNA that is not working appropriately. We have lots of genes in our bodies that protect us from cancer. And the problem comes when one of these genes is broken and it's not protecting you the way that it's supposed to. We can inherit broken genes from our mothers or our fathers and pass them down to our children. So that's why genetic testing is important for a lot of people. You know, they're worried about their family. Something tells me you say this every day to the patient (laughs) because I'm thinking, gosh, that makes it so much easier to understand. You are really good with this. Uh, But so, okay, so, but you're saying that someone who's already had cancer is good to be tested. Why would you do that? I mean, if you've already had cancer, you know you got cancer. Isn't, Isn't genetic testing more of a preventive sort of tool? It is. And actually, if you've had cancer already once, then we know something might be going on there that may put you at risk for another type of cancer. All right. What about all of the people who say, well, my parent had it or my cousin on my third removed whatever side had it. And I think uh, I want to know if I had my family. uh, Parkinson's disease runs in my family. Now, I do not want genetic testing. I I don't want to know. And we're going to talk about the, the benefits, the pros and cons of knowing um, but but I'm sure that there are plenty of people who do want to know. So so can you be tested for potential genetic mutations if you haven't had cancer? At Absolutely. Absolutely. And we welcome any of those patients. Um, you know, some people have family members who have had cancer, but they're no longer with us. Um, that's unfortunately the case with a lot of people and a lot of families who have been affected by cancer. So while testing somebody who personally has had cancer is the ideal method, it's not always possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And we know that and we completely understand that, as do the labs and the insurance companies. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that, too. Does insurance pay for this? Insurance does pay for it under certain circumstances. Um, Some insurances require a visit with a genetic counselor. um, So your doctor can't order it in their office Um, and expect insurance coverage. But mostly insurance companies want to know that this test is appropriate. Mm -hmm. So they have a specific set of criteria that we have to follow when ordering genetic testing. So do do you have you noticed that most insurance companies will cover it if it's if a doctor recommends it? Absolutely. Um, You know, we can't speak to deductibles or copays, though. So 
everybody's at a different point in their deductible um, and it does change throughout the year. So um, most people will have complete insurance coverage, but if they have a high deductible plan, they might have some out-of-pocket associated with it. Mm -hmm. All right. And the people that you're talking to, how far in advance do they need to make an appointment to come and talk to you or Maggie? Uh, And how far in advance do they need to get that counseling before the testing? And do you have to have counseling before testing? So like I said, some insurance companies do require that counseling portion to happen before they take the test. Um, And it's always recommended to have counseling before you do the test because we go through a whole lot of information in that hour. And the whole goal of that session is to make sure that doing genetic testing is right for you. Mm -hmm. Not everybody wants to know. Not everybody wants this information. And a lot of people don't understand what is genetic counseling? What is genetic testing? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. Uh, so genetic testing is usually covered if a doctor is recommending <laughs> it. Uh, but what about the counseling portion of that? Is that typically covered? Yes, it is. So that is typically covered. And at Sarasota Memorial, we do have a policy where if you know your office visit copay is over $100, you have the option to cut it down to a self-pay $100 flat rate. Mm, Okay, that's very nice of the hospital to offer that. Why is that in place? Is that to encourage people to do this or or why is it there? That's in place because we understand that, you know, medical expenses are, they can be a lot. Um, So we try and cut those down as much as possible and work with the patients to make it as accessible to them as we can. Okay, so the doctor says... Mr. Jones, I think it might benefit you to get some genetic testing, and I recommend that you go get some genetic counseling. Mr. Jones makes an appointment with you, gets in to see you. What do you do? You're spending a lot of time. You said about an hour talking Mm -hmm. to the person. Then what happens? So during the hour, we focus on a detailed family history. So we want to know who in your family has had cancer, how old they were when they got it, what type of cancer it was. And we go through every single relative that you have from, you know, yourself, your children, all the way up to your grandparents. You know, we try and expand it to include aunts and uncles and cousins um, to really get the full picture of what's going on in your family. How narrow or wide of a scope do we need to have for this genetic test and who may be affected by the results? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the counseling aspect of this is very important because the having the information really can have a huge impact on your family. Let, let's talk about that a little bit. When you get that information, how does it affect the patient and the patient's family? So it affects everybody differently. Um, for the patient, it may tell them what type of chemo they, want, they need to use or what type of surgery would be best for them. But for their family members, it really tells us what are their chances to develop a particular type of cancer. And once we know that information, we can take steps to reduce those risks. Okay, so maybe I should back it up a little bit and ask more about the patient. (laughs) If the patient is at risk for cancer, Mm -hmm. uh, and we already know that the patient's already had cancer, I mean, maybe you're looking more to find out how that treatment could affect the person or, or something like that. Yeah. So we know, um, you know, genetic testing has influenced a lot of things in the past couple years. Um, and we're coming up with more targeted treatments depending on your genetic status. So um, there was a new chemo that's been in place for ovarian cancer patients that's only in use for people who have a BRCA1 or a BRCA2 mutation. We also know that certain types of colon cancer, if it's caused by a genetic syndrome, 
it doesn't react as well to the most common type of chemo. So we have to do an alternate one that treats it much better. Okay. So this could really help you target your treatment. Mm -hmm. And what portion of your patients would you put in that category? That's really tough to say. Um, Genetics really only accounts for 10% of all cancers. So in a typical, you know, year, only 10, maybe 15% of my patients will actually come back positive for anything. Because most of the time, cancer isn't caused by anything that we actually inherit from our parents. Right. But then you have the other impact, which is um, what if this patient does not have cancer, has never had cancer, but had a parent who had cancer? How do you help that person determine if he or she wants to know and then what to do with the info? It's a lot of counseling. Um, So part of my uh, graduate training really focused on counseling and how to deliver bad news, how to talk to people about these risks that come along with these genetic predispositions. Um, And so we spend a lot of time going through, do you want to know? What are you going to do if you do test positive? Are you going to go out and get a mastectomy tomorrow? Or are you going to sit with this information for a while and see how it settles with you? Um, We also can we can also tell you about risks for cancers that we don't have any treatments for. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't even have surveillance or monitoring for some of these cancers. So that is a big aspect, too, of, well, what do you want to know? What don't you want to know? And is every stomach ache going to send you to the ER because you know that you've got a 5% risk of pancreatic cancer? Mm-hmm. That's not what we want. No, <laughs> um, no, That's not a good outcome. And then, of course, you know, the, the family having this information, too, could have a big impact. But we're going to take a quick break when we come back, how that information could impact your family. And also, what about the tests you can get if you don't go? So this leads us to find out about what about the family members. If you get that information... That, you know, okay, I, I'm the patient and I wanted to know because my mother had this or that and then I, I found out. How do you t- counsel the patients about do you tell your loved ones? Do you tell, I mean, if, it, if it's going to definitely have a potential impact for you, how do you break it to your husband or your kids? Do you arm them with that information? And then how do you tell your siblings? Yeah, so these are all really, really big questions and really important ones that, um, we we want patients to ask themselves and to ask their relatives before they come in. You know, ideally, you would have had a conversation with your sister about, oh, I'm going to see the genetic counselor. I'm going to get some genetic testing done and, and maybe find out, you know, what caused the cancers in my family. And maybe she would have said, well, if you do, I don't want to know about it. Um, and, and that's OK. Not everybody wants to know that they're at risk for certain things. Um, and, and that's perfectly fine. We really encourage patients, you know, in the visit to talk with their family members, even in between when we do the visit and when we get these results in, we want them to know who in their family wants to know, who doesn't want to know. And we arm them with the tools when we give them the results to break that news to them. So are you giving them literature that they can use? Are are they getting information to fill out or, or tools they can use at home? How do you go about it? I always give patients a letter. Um, that goes through what your results are, what's the risk to your family members based on these results, what cancer risks come with these results, and how your relatives can get in touch with their own genetic counselor in their area. Um, So genetic counselors are all over the country. 
Not everybody lives here in Sarasota. Not everybody's so lucky. Um, But we have genetic counselors everywhere. And so they can very easily find their own genetic counselor to get themselves tested. Do you have groups of people coming in? I mean, do you have sisters coming in or sisters and brothers or brothers? Sometimes we do. Um, Yeah, because it's a family affair. um, Sometimes people come in all at once. Parents and children and yeah, everybody. Absolutely. And you know, the, the risk to family members really drives a lot of people's desires to come in and talk with me. Um, so we do sometimes see moms coming in with their daughters because the daughter is really concerned and the mother sometimes couldn't care less, you know, mm-hmm. what her status is. She's been there, done that. But the daughter really wants to know. Um, and so we, we kind of go through everything together. Um, and sometimes we find that one person, one sister wants to know, one sister doesn't want to know. And we work out together how best to deliver the results so that the person who does know gets the best care possible. And the person who doesn't know still gets really good care as a preventative measure, but without necessarily knowing their genetic status. Do they sometimes need follow-up counseling or follow-up therapy? Absolutely. Um, so counselor is half of my title. Um, so we really work together to provide a safe space for people to share how they really feel about these tests and, and the results. And I always give patients the option to come in and talk with me face to face about the results if it's, you know, something that they want to do. All right. All right. Well, now we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to keep on talking with Nicole Wood, who's a certified genetic counselor at Sarasota Memorial Hospital's genetic education program. And there's so much to know because, as I was mentioning before, we do have home test kits now. What is the deal with those? We're going to find out. This is Health Check with Heidi Godman on WSRQ. We'll be back after news and weather.